Now, after three years of self-imposed isolation, it'll come to an end and China will start traveling again. They'll be able to go and travel around the globe. Can South Africa reap the rewards of a Chinese incoming market? Rosemary Anderson is the national chairperson of the Federated Hospitality Association of South Africa, or FedHasa, as you probably know it. Rosemary, good afternoon to you. How many Chinese tourists were we getting before all the lockdowns? 93,000 a year, John, um, which isn't really as many as we should be receiving because if you compare it to Australia, they were receiving about 1.2 million in a year. Hmm. But Uh, the big difference, John, is that um, Australia makes it really, really easy for hmm. Chinese tourists to visit their country because the visa system is so traveler-friendly. You can do it online. You receive the visa in a couple of days. Whereas with regards to South Africa, we do not have... an e-visa system, you've actually got to present yourself at one of the consulates and it can take months to actually get your visa, whereas the Australian visa you can get within a couple of days. Yeah, I read 155 million Chinese tourists. It's, it's a huge, staggering number. If we got 10% of that, it would be okay. Absolutely. I mean, they contribute, or pre-COVID, should I say, the contribution of Chinese travelers to global tourism used to be number one in the world. Right. So they're really a market we want to go for. And John, you know, also there's a perception that, this, you know, like bulk tourism, all just on buses, that's only a very, very small fraction of the Chinese tourist market now. There's lots of high-end tourists, uh, Chinese tourists who have got big budgets, which we could really benefit from. Mm. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a, a busload of 50 tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're perfectly <laughs> right. But I think there is a negative perception about that, that, they don't spend very much. Right. Um, the, the, the whole thing is actually done through a tour operator and the money actually all ends up in a, in a foreign country hmm. versus all spend in South Africa. But that trend has definitely changed. The big worry, uh, Rosebring, is is the whole COVID thing. We see the numbers increasing in China, according to reports. Will And there's debates as well in Europe now, I see as well, as to whether Chinese people should undergo extra tests. What's, what's FedAS's stand on that? Oh, absolutely, John. First and foremost, and most importantly, our South Africa disease control scientists and our authorities will first have to access, assess the current risk posed by the recent surge in COVID cases in China. And perhaps like other countries, as you mentioned, in Europe, uh, introduce the requirement for a negative PCR test before entering SA or other safety methods. But interestingly, this morning I, I saw on BBC uh, UK scientist being interviewed and he was saying that the strain that they're currently that's really decimating uh, China at the moment, apparently that's um, a strain which has been around worldwide for quite a while now. But he didn't think it would actually impact um, on the rest of the world once they they opened their borders. But obviously all of that's out for for debate, but I thought that was an interesting Mm. perspective. Yeah, I see the Chinese government's made it a Class B infection as opposed to a Class A. I'm not a doctor, but I'm assuming B is not as bad as Class A. And, you know, also we forget so easily, but it's a year ago this time that we were, like, considered the outcast worldwide. (laughs) You know, we weren't allowed to travel anywhere. No one was allowed to come to us. There was a terrible rumors of, you know, spreading all over the country, overtaking the country. So, I think everything one hears, one's got to, you know, just realize where we were a year ago, okay? Right, right. let's talk about making it easier then. You mentioned the visas, which are, are difficult to get. But for it, is, is that the big stumbling point? Where's our price point? Uh, is it easy to get around the country once they're in here? How, does all, how do we make it easier for Chinese tourists? 
John, our biggest problem is the visa system. Right. If you can just look at the science of China, it's absolutely massive. And if you've got to present yourself in person to either an embassy in Beijing or Shanghai, uh, just look at how far you'd have to go to travel. Whereas you could rather do from the comfort of your own living room, actually apply online to go to Australia or many, many other countries which have got true e-visa systems. Mm. So that is our biggest stumbling block. And the other one is they, Chinese tourists are also concerned about our safety and security. That's quite a, a big thing for them. Um, and then the other problem also is direct flights. So there's a bit of homework that we need to do on our side, um, but it is a massive market. And if you just think about it, if you hadn't been, you weren't able to travel for the last two years and you've got all of those travel family budgets saved up for the past two years, there's going to be serious revenge tourism going out there. Mm. And we really want to capitalize on it. Yeah, there's not many lions and elephants and things in Australia, so they must come here and see the lions. I know. Our, our offerings are so much better. Goodness. <laughs> uh, you talk about uh, oh, while you're talking about all that economic thing we're, we're a part of BRICS you would think that us and China are, are good friends with tourists we, we're doing well financially and, and getting help from them absolutely and, and next year we actually cheer it so hopefully we'll actually be able to have more impact from a, a tourism point of view but mm. our department of um, home affairs definitely needs to come to the party and they need to make it easier for them to actually come to South Africa. The world is huge. It's a very competitive market out there. Why is a tourist going to struggle to come here when they can easily go to so many other countries? So that's a major stumbling block and we've actually presented it to the Minister of Tourism, to the department. We're really pushing it as said out that this is a a hurdle they've just got to get over. Mm. What about the, the the cost of things when they get here, Rosemary? I've heard conflicting reports. South Africa is cheap because we're rand and it's uh, it's weak against the dollar and the pound, but it's still expensive. Well, it really depends on where they stay, but it's still con- considered fair. If you look at the markets where they go to, I mean, they love Paris. And we all know how expensive Paris is. Right. And you actually hear of, of very expensive uh, stores in Paris and all of the top products that are on display actually being bought by the Chinese market when mm-hmm. they come there. Okay. So I don't think price is an issue at all. And also our offerings are just so deep and extensive. So when you do, when I do that walk through the big Santon shopping mall, there's that little passage on the side that I can't even afford to walk through. Like that's, that's who you're targeting, right? That's it. Okay. <laughs> Rosemary Anderson, good chatting to you. And hopefully we'll see some movement in that. Rosemary Anderson. Cheers. Thank you. Thank He's you. the National Chairperson of the Federated Hospitality Association of South Africa, Fed Hasa.